Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual. Hi, I'm Mac G, and this is the Amp Studios Creative Industry Podcast, a series of masterclasses that are designed to help you build a business in the music industry. Proudly brought to you by Old Mutual. Amp Studios is a free culture hub facility situated in the heart of downtown Johannesburg in Newtown with uh, world-class recording studios, co-working spaces, video facilities, a stage and streaming facilities all free and designed to help young artists build a career in the music industry. If you'd like to be a part of the Amp Studios or check out all the masterclasses and content we've created for you, just go to www.ampstudios.co.za or send us your name to our WhatsApp line on 081-707-6636. That's 081-707-6636. Prince KV is one of South Africa's most successful young musicians and DJs. His tracks have a global reach appealing to a variety of different audiences. You may know him from his hits including Yonkinto, Charlotte, Friendzone and even Wajelwa. In this episode, he shares his experiences of being part of South Africa's music scene. Welcome to Amp Studios. We're broadcasting live from Newtown Junction Mall. Prince KV is ready for us. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give him a huge round of applause for the first masterclass with Prince KV. Take it away. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, It's actually very weird to speak to people with masks on because the facial expressions, I can't tell you like what I'm saying or you like me as a person. Oh, it's, oh, what, guys? Anyway, uh, my name is Kabelo Motamai. Uh, I actually like Kabelo more than Prince KB uh, because Prince is not really my, my real name. You know, I just looked in the mirror and I saw a prince. <laughs> and that's how I started uh, with the Prince KB. So I grew up in the, in the Free State in Velkom. I was, I was born in Senegal, very, very small town. I think a few weeks after my mom conceived, she moved to Welcome. That's where I grew up. Um, went to primary and um, went to high school and moved from Welcome. I went to, to Bloemfontein. Bloemfontein for me is the capital of, of the free state where everything starts, you know, moving. I don't think I'm talented in music because at the time I was growing up and, and you know, finding myself, it wasn't clicking. Like, I didn't see it. I didn't see myself being a DJ. I didn't see myself playing any instruments, none whatsoever. So to me, music is a skill that I managed to perfect. It's not a talent. There's, there's two differences. You can have a skill, you can have a talent. Talent is something that you, you realize at a very early stage and you start, you know, working on it. So for me, this came very, very late. I think I was in high school, grade 10. Um, I don't know if you guys know Kenny Kunene, any one of you guys, the Sushi King. Yeah, <laughs> actually Kenny Kunene was my high school um, English teacher. Um, before he became the Sushi King, uh, he used to drive a nice Golf 3, you know, before the Lamborghinis and everything. So he was my, you can say my best friend, uh, because every time after school, he would take me to, to the bus, drop me off there. He used to play a lot of, a lot of house music. I was like, hey, Mona, what's this? What's this thing you're playing? You know, I was like, no, this is house music. There's a song called The Weekend. I can't wait for the weekend. Yeah, that's the song that got me into house music. So Kenny Kunana used to bump this song. And I was, I was big on soccer. I used to play a lot of soccer. So uh, when we had our outings, just before the match, he would set up like a nice PA where he plays and stuff. And I saw this whole DJing thing from him. I'm like, please teach me how to do this. But he didn't teach me. He showed me like, okay, cool, you can do this, do that, and you have your way. I dropped out grade 11, and I was, I was very rebellious. I remember one time I took my teacher's, African's teacher, teacher's car to the field, and I was spinning. Yo, I was crazy, guys. <laughs> Trust me, I was crazy. So I got suspended, and got suspended for quite some time, a few, few months, and then after that, I was like, what's the point of going back to school? This was me then. Very rebellious. I didn't know what I was doing, you know. And uh, at the time, my mom used to stay at a, at a small town in, in, in the free state called Botavelo. So I moved from there when I dropped out because I was tired of the whole, hey, Cabello, when are you getting some work? You know, I was a guy on the couch all the time, chilling. There was a time my mom gave me forms to be a police uh, officer. I was like, no ways. <laughs> I'm not doing this, you know, and I left. I left my mom and, and my kid. I had, a, I had a kid at the time. 
I left, I left them for like three years. I went to Bloom. Bloom, got to Bloom, you know, um, started DJing. Uh, there was a club at, in Small Street. There's a street called Small Street. The people that go to Makufe will know this. Have you guys been to Makufe before? Anyway, um, there's a small street. There's a street called Small Street in, in Bloemfontein. Um, this is where everything happens. Like There's like six clubs in that street. If you've been to Cape Town, it's literally the same as... Kunja, what is it called? Long Street. Yes, the same as Long Street. Just that Long Street is longer. <laughs> yeah, so um, Small Street, everything happens there. Literally started my career in Small Street, playing at a club. Um, from with with a Nigerian guy, the Nigerian guy owned the club. That's why I was so actually hacked when when everyone was the whole xenophobia thing like happened, you know, because the the person that took me in was was a foreigner. So for me, it was a bit of a confusing moment where South Africans are like, all the people from other countries must go home, whatever the case. Yeah, it was a bit of uh, of a confusion for me. But he took me in started playing there at his club, you know, and I started making music. I borrowed a laptop from one of my friends, uh, slept at the back of this, of this um, club, started producing my first ever big hit, which is Better Days, was produced at the club. You know, um, I didn't even know how to play um, instruments. I was just drawing things and I, I, I literally gave in to what sounded good. Anything that sounded good at the time, I put it in a playlist and do whatever, and then had a song. I released that song, Data file host is a, is a site where you release music for free. You can't really make money out of that because you're looking for exposure. You know, you want people to get um, this song to get to people as, as quick as possible. Release better days. Yo, everything started to pick up. Um, I remember after releasing better days, I saw a show called Ones and Twos. It's on SABC One. I attended the show, I think from the top 12. That's when I realized this is now starting to be a big deal you know people are starting to send dms for collaborations industry peers the the people that i call peers today reached out back then and i was just it was just too much for me after ones and twos obviously i won the the competition moved on started making money started gigging started doing all these things you know it, it was it was a mess everything happened so quick in my life literally i started my career six years ago you know, and um, by the grace of God, what I've, what I've achieved is something that people that, are, that have been in the industry for more than 15, 20 years, they haven't achieved that. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful and appreciate the support that I've gotten from, from South Africans and people all over the world. Anyway, did ones and twos, one, started releasing music, started gigging, started making money. And I realized with DJing and with the amount of income that we make, it's, it can be, it, it can hype you up, it goes to your head, it can really, really hype you up because you start from charging 2.5 to 80,000. Like, what? When did I get here? <laughs> you know, so it can really, really hype you up. So, so I, call, I call bookings future income. Like, I gave it that term because I was having a conversation with, um, with the people that I, with one of the people that I started with, uh, he was my manager at the time. He used to tell me all the time, Cabello, stop spending future income. I'm like, why do you call it future income? Why? It's, it's here now. It's in my account. Why is it in the future? <laughs> you know, he's like, you get a gig, you get booked for a gig. And this gig, let's say it's January, you get a booking for December. You know, that's future money. You haven't, you haven't done the service. The money's here, yes, but you haven't done the service. So I realized that most of the time why um, artists uh, get broke or they don't know where their money's going is that they spend their future income, you know. So you do not spend money until you have delivered the service. That's what, that's what has kept me going, personally, because I get to the gig, I still have the money. There was times before when I started, I get to the gig, I've already borrowed like 2.5 for gas, I don't have the food, like I borrowed um, money for sneakers just to look good at the time, because I've already spent the money and the gig is tomorrow. You know, so um, I think one of the things that are depriving artists from being successful is, is that they spend their future income all the time, even when you get endorsements. Until this thing airs on TV, do not spend this money, you know. Um, even when you do get the chance to spend the money, I mean, come on, 
You can't go crazy. You know, you have to spend it wisely. So as you see the industry as it is, you know, um, a lot of people, I remember there's a horror story when she came out with it. She was like, hey, they are cheating me, the contracts, the what what. Like, I'm literally tired of hearing that story from artists because the industry is a give and take, guys. I'm not here to, to blow your head or um, tell you something, some fairy tale. Or what you can be, you can sign a contract with, with a label and you're going to make the most money. The label doesn't get anything. It's a give and take industry. You sign a contract that suits you. And then after that, whoever is spending money or investing in your, in your ideas, your music, whatever, they also have to make money out of that. There's no way you're going to make money alone. So going to the tabloids, complaining without reading contracts first is actually shooting yourself in the leg. It's, it's impossible to win that, that, that battle. So when it comes to contracts, I remember when I got my first, my first contract, um, it was like, what, 2016. This is 2016. This, this is before I, I actually dropped Charlotte. I dropped Charlotte in 2016. But before I dropped that song with Lady Zamar, uh, Universal called me. Yo, we're interested in, your, in you and your music. Can you please come through to the studio? Let's have a chat. Went, I saw the contract. I was like, hey, there's too many big words here. I uh, don't know what's going on here. They're like, no, sign. Let's do it now quickly so that you can start releasing music. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me just take this and understand it. Also, you can request for a more simpler contract, the one without the big words. It's going to be longer, but um, I think it's worth it. You, know, um, you can request a more simpler contract where you can, you can literally understand each and every word, each and every clause, how you're going to contribute into the company, how the company is going to contribute back to you. Also, one of the things that people don't, don't take to consideration is that you need to know what you want outside of music. I've met so many artists. I've had so many conversations with artists. Some of them don't even know what they're doing. They don't even what they know what they want in the industry. You meet someone, all they want is music videos. I want me to be on TV, you know. That's not for me. Because, also because I'm an introvert. Going on, on, on TV and being seen as the coolest guy or making the most money wasn't really my thing. You know, I've, I just wanted to make music because of how I started. I started very, very small. Like I started on a low, low, low budget. So I, I don't really know. At the time I was making money, I didn't know money. You know, so um, artists don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they want outside, uh, I mean, outside of music or within music. Hence, they can't really tell if the contract suits them or not. So you can simplify your contract, get a nearest lawyer or even the guy that gives you the contract. Uh, tell them, hey, in fact, I don't understand what's going on here. Can you please try and simplify this thing so that I understand it? So, and I've noticed in, in, in most South African contracts, there's a clause called world. In that clause, it simply means the, the company is obliged, like they must take your, your brand and go market your brand. Um, in other places apart from South Africa. It could be Nigeria, it could be New York, it could be Greece, Spain, whatever. As long as the world knows or understands the kind of music you're making. And I can literally count three, four artists that have managed to accomplish that, uh, that understand that, you know, that understand what the contract says, what the company owes you as an artist to go market your brand overseas. You know, we don't really explore that, that close. And uh, one of the things that um, these big companies, one of the reasons why these big companies don't really entertain it is because it's a lot of money. Remember, when you are known here in South Africa, you are practic practically a new artist uh, overseas. What you need to do to market yourself overseas, you need to be present. As much as you are present here in South Africa for people to know you, you must be present overseas. What does that mean? It means you need to be there, book accommodation, eat, um, go around, drive around, market yourself. And that's, that comes at a, at a cost, but this is what the company promised you and they must deliver on it. And people don't really follow up on that. And I feel like one of the things that actually make you hit the ceiling as a South African artist is that when you hit the ceiling, you're not aware that you need to explore other avenues like outside of the country. 
it's not easy. I myself, I'm still struggling with getting my brand out there, uh, but I understand what companies must do, you know, to, to be out there. It's dope. It's nice to have a song like Google too, you know, getting interviews, getting money and whatever. But what's next? I mean, you know, what's next? What am I doing next? A song literally lasts three months on air, topping charts. Three months is enough. And then what's next? You know, you need to come up with a new album or a new song or new ideas or whatever the case. But within that, coming up with new songs, new ideas, whatever, you need to understand that you need to exploit or explore other territories in your life as a musician, which is outside of South Africa and, uh, you know, moving on. So there's a part here, create a career that can withstand the test of time. So I always have these, these conversations with people that you meet a guy, he's got one song, he's big. After that, you see him in the club all the time. After that, you see him like everywhere apart from the studio. Like this person, you see them everywhere but not in the studio. So I've got a problem with that. There's no way, and you cannot achieve this. You cannot achieve a strong brand if you neglect the brand from the thing that made it. You know? So if music made you, what are you doing in the club? What are you doing um, focusing on other things? You know? I don't believe like when you're a doctor, you go to work on Monday and the rest of the week you don't. You know, you go to work every day, you have to deal with patients every day. So as a musician, you go to work every day, you deal with music every day. So I've got like a schedule. I know I go in in the morning. If I don't have any ideas, any ideas, I just, you know, shut down, sleep. Um, I, I'm into driving. You know, I, I, I like cars. Go on the track, do a few laps, come back and, and do some music, you know. I, I make sure I visit my craft each and every day. You do music each and every day. So people are like, hey, this guy had uh, one song and he fell off. I think, I think when, when someone comes to you as an artist and say, in fact, you've fallen off, what's wrong, whatever the case, to a certain extent, to some degree, you literally know why, you know? So it's like, a, it's like being, a, being a soccer player. For you to be fit and play um, all the games and, and avoid injuries, and whatever the case, you need to be practicing each and every day, staying fit. Just same as music, you need to be in studio each and every day. So one thing to create a very, very strong brand, please do not forget what made you. You do not forget the foundation of your success. If the foundation of your success is running, you must be on the track running. If the foundation of your success is reading, you must always have books around you. So don't forget the foundation. It's like a house forgetting its foundation. What happens? It falls down. You know? So please don't forget the foundation of your success. That's how you are able to withstand. I'm a very, very controversial person on social media. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I've got opinions about a lot of things. Um, I've got opinions about feminism. I've got opinions about finances. I've got opinions about about JBV, I've got... And it's, it can't always be that my opinion can accommodate each and every one, you know. But I'm, I'm, I'm open to, to engage on Twitter uh, if you've got a different opinion. And for me to block you, <laughs> it takes a lot. Trust me, it takes a lot for me to block you. I don't mind people having different opinions. As soon as you disagree with me, I understand, okay, this person might know something I don't. So... Let's have this conversation. Let's see where it goes. If you, don't know, if you don't know something I don't, it was good. Let's move on. I don't have to block you. We don't have to hate each other. We don't have to unfollow each other. We don't have to do all these things. So for a brand to be also very, very strong, you need to know what you want. You need to know what you're saying. You need to do some research on what you're saying. So when I say these things on social media and I'm being attacked, People are like, he's arrogant, he's whatever. Because people have got this thing, you'll go to, the, the quieter you are, the more humble you are. No ways. I know very quiet, arrogant people. Like, that I know for a fact. I've, I've got, a, I've got a, a cousin. Very, very quiet. But as soon as he opens his mouth, it's crazy. So, so people think when you're opinionated, when you've got, you've got strong views about certain things, these, I call these people disagreeable people. If you are disagreeable to me, I find it more, 
more, more nicer to engage with you because you've got so many things that you, you, you want to conversate about. You know? So as a brand, as an artist, people look up to you. People are always looking for answers. You know, people are always looking, oh, this person might, might, might know something. So you, we need to know what you're thinking. You need to know what you're thinking as well. You need to know what you're saying, you know. So on social media, um, I, I was just having this conversation the other day that um, there's certain things you must say. Um, this all falls under trying to be politically correct. There's certain things you must say, and then there's certain things you must, you might, you must not say. Like, I disagree with that, you know. Um, I believe if, if, if something I have to say doesn't cause any harm and it's to build, uh, it's, it's positive. Uh, if you don't like it, you don't like it, just move on. Uh, also, I feel like when you have something to say, you know, people find it very, very easy to spend some time with you, whether it's online or going on a Facebook Live, because people know that, okay, today KV might say something I don't know and I might learn something. You know, so I'm that guy, like I'm always, always trying to do research, trying to find out new things. And as of recent, I got attacked. Um, I've got like two cars that I, that I drive, uh, that are on the track. They're not road cars. They're not used on the road. They're modified. Tires are different. Like the engine is even, it doesn't even, to be in that car, it's even too loud to be in that car. So this other time I was tweeting, I said, all of my cars that I race with, when I die, no one is going to drive them. I'm going to get them crushed. Yeah. It was World War I. It was crazy. Like, people were like, what? You must leave a legacy for your kids. What are you doing? What, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what's the point of leaving a legacy of a depreciating asset? What's the point of that? You know? First of all, these cars are modified. No one wants to buy these cars. You know, this, my son could be someone that is into books, a lawyer or whatever. What is he doing with a racing car? You know, it might not even be his niche or whatever the case. So people need to understand that what you want to leave behind is a legacy. What's the point of a legacy that's going to last a few laps? You know, literally the car is going to last a few laps. It crashed, I've crashed quite a number of times on the track. You know, <laughs> I've crashed quite a number of times and I've, I've built cars, uh, but I'm not hurt um, uh, by the grace of God. <laughs> So what's the point of doing that? So when you're trying to leave a legacy, like I've got a project called Project Hope, where I took like 10 ladies on, on social media and we compiled an album and all the proceeds, the income from the album will go to them. And my following that I've, that I, that I've uh, accomplished, I've inv invested in them, you know. So for me, that's a legacy. That's future income. You know, they can release music now. Everyone knows who, who they are. And whatever the case, you know, they can move forward trying to, to build these big brands. So whenever you're trying to think, okay, I'm going to be a brand, I'm going to leave a legacy behind, you need to like, think about things that are going to live a bit longer. Like, as also, I'm one person that you guys might say, oh, this one is crazy. I don't believe in property. I honestly don't believe in, in having like loads and loads and loads of properties. And, you know, people are rich from that, yes, but here's my point. Property is nice when it's a fix-up. You see uh, an ugly building, you fix it up, you sell it, it's none of your business, you get your profit, you are gone. This thing of saying, hey, I'm going to start flats here, and I'm going to rent this thing out, I'm going to get money. Um, I've got quite a couple of flats uh, back in Bloemfontein quite a couple of units at a, at a place called Willow Land. It's an establishment for students. So they sleep there and whatever. Three of the units that I've gotten as of recent is from people that are selling next to nothing. So someone said, ah, in fact, property is the way to go. As soon as you get your money, you retire. Go get this. Put someone in there. You're going to make money. You're gone. You're going to buy a Ferrari, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not how it works. Um, first of all, you get a property, you rent it out. Let's say this person pays 1.5. But now you need an agent that's going to run this thing. You pay this person, let's say 600, you know. The agency also for rates, levies, whatever. They take another 600. The kids want Wi-Fi. You know, you pay another 200. The carpet gets burnt. <sighs> you pay another 100 bucks, 200. You take home what? 100 and something. 
um, or 300 bucks every month, you know, from a property that costs 300,000. What's the point? You know, that's just me. I, I, I believe in, in fix-ups. You get a nice house, you fix it, and you sell. This thing of saying, I want to be in property, I'm going to own flats, I'm going to... I, for me, that doesn't work. So, I've gotten calls, teachers mostly, because they don't work anymore. They are teachers. This thing gives me 400. And, you know, anything you can give me, let's go. I'm like, really, anything? She's like, yeah, anything. And then I just buy, because I don't believe I'm an entrepreneur. I believe I'm a guy who, who's interested in a lot of things. Like, I've got a lot of interests, but I, I don't, I'm not an entrepreneur. I think being an entrepreneur is something way bigger than what I do. You know, I, I, I just see something I'm interested in. I'm thinking of profit. I go to it, I execute, and I'm out. Also, I've got a very, very, very intelligent accountant. He's also my friend. You know, we're very, very close. We would look at, we would look at things. We would look at businesses, investments, and I always tell him, I want tangible income. I want income now. You know, I want income now to build, and I'm out. So he's like, okay, KB, let's look at things that will give you income now, and let's work around it. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Amp Studios Music Industry Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after these. The global pandemic has exposed the fact that many of us are ill-prepared for rainy days. Entertainers, in general, are among the hardest hit. We need to save for rainy days. We need to have a financial plan in place. We have all learned many lessons, especially around our finances. So let's make use of this time to reflect and plan for any future rainy days. You might not have been prepared for this one, but it doesn't mean that you cannot plan for the next one. Live within your means. Don't go overboard. There's no need to impress anyone. Don't owe anybody any success but yourself. Let's all plan for tomorrow. Speak to a financial advisor. This is the reason we partnered with MTV to provide these tips and for you to achieve your exceptionally best future. Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual. Welcome back. Let's get back into this week's Amp Studios Music Industry Podcast. With having an accountant, you get to learn a lot. You know, there's a thing called a corporate structure. I don't know if you guys know what's a corporate structure. Any of you know what's a corporate structure? <laughs> okay, a corporate structure is a structure called a trust. So... When you have a trust, you have trustees and you have beneficiaries. So let's say, for instance, I own trucks, I own properties, I own Legends Barber, I own AM, AMPD Studios, and these, all, all these things are under a corporate, struct, corporate structure, are under a trust. So what we do with a corporate structure in simple terms, we say we preserve your wealth. So when you preserve your wealth, you are literally saying, in my will, there will be a corporate structure. So anything that I own or, you, you know, you're utilizing or whatever the case, if it's under a corporate structure, under a trust, there's a few trustees and beneficiaries that are going to decide on these things, these assets that you own when you are not around anymore. So who are the beneficiaries? Who are the trustees? Your mother, your girlfriend, your kids... And you need people that are not going to think with their heart, but with their mind. So you need someone out of, the, out of the family. Could be your lawyer. It could be your accountant. Someone with a sound mind, because when you die, people start fighting. Yeah, hey, you must give me this, you must give me that. So you need someone with a sound mind, you know, to, to literally, you know, um, neutralize everyone according to the trust, according to what you have left. So beneficiaries and trustees make decisions accordingly from the will. So the trust and the will must correlate. It must say the same thing. You know, um, the will must say, I'm leaving this and this to this. And then the trust also must say, all the assets in the trust, according to the will, you are leaving so and so, AMPD, whatever, the trucks and whatever, you're leaving them to this person. So that's also very, 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 very important. A corporate structure is very important. It's a bit expensive to, to start one. Um, if you've got a lawyer, then you start making a lot of money. 
um, they'll tell you to, I think the first thing that they would advise you to do is to have a corporate structure, have a trust where everything that you own is in. Um, you are going to be a beneficiary as well. You are going to be a trustee as well in the trust. And then um, if maybe you're still around and you're trying to make decisions to move things around, you're also um, in the conversation where you decide who gets what and what happens. Next is building your brand. Building a brand is, is something that there's no like direct book that you can, that, well, that I've seen where I, I can say, okay, according to this book, from that, you are going to have a successful brand. Why am I saying this? Because building a brand, there's so many things that, that people don't prep you for, you know, that you, that you encounter when you're building a brand. Literally, one of the things I used to struggle with, with my brand, is looking at people in the eye when I perform. Like I would do a whole hour set like this. And that's like, you don't even know, you can't read the crowd, you don't even know what the crowd is doing, you don't even know what they, what they like, you can't even tell who's the tallest in the crowd, you can't tell anything. So um, I used to struggle with that a lot, and no one was, told me that when you DJ, you need to have eye contact, you need to you know, interact with your, your, with your crowd, you need to understand what people like, what they're moving to, whatever the case may be. So these are, these are, these are things that you encounter as you partake in building your brand. But one, one thing that you need as a foundation when you build your brand is the discipline. The discipline in, in let's say you're a performing artist, the, the discipline in preparation, the discipline in, whew, I don't know, like I, I'm a DJ, so I don't have a, an entourage. I don't have a lot of people. Uh, most of my shows I do alone, actually, because I love driving. So, <laughs> so most of my shows I do alone, but um, the discipline in, in being on time, discipline in, everyone has got a tech rider. A tech rider is the things that you, you want when you perform. It's the keyboards, it's the Red Bulls, the water, it's the food that you eat, it's um, the CDJs that you want, you know, it's a stage, do you want a mobile stage, do you want your stage to be there the whole time, do you want a mic, do you want two mics, that's a tech rider. So, so the discipline in the tech rider as well, you can't get to a show and then you see a few girls there, you're like, I want more champagne. <laughs> like, I'm fit. Your tech rider says, one Red Bull, one water, and, and, and. So it's the discipline in that. And you, you tend to lose clients when you are, when you are peasant like, like that, when you are peasantly making choices on the spot. You know, you, you lose clients. Um, you get to a show, all of a sudden you want more than what the tech writers say. Trust me, that, that, that promoter is not going to book you again. Because there's a lot of DJs. I can literally just book Heavy K and he will play. The, the crowd will be crazy, you know. So, so you need discipline. In, in, in building your brand. Another thing in, in, in building your brand, I'm literally gonna go back, guys. The foundation, don't forget the foundation, the music, you know. I, I got to a point where I don't prepare anymore when I go for a set uh, because I'm so instilled in the music. Everything is organic, everything is spontaneous, everything is, it's, it's the energy from the crowd, you know. I've done, I've done shows, my biggest show here in, in South Africa is the 947 Joburg Day. It's a lot of people, 15, 20,000 people. You know, it's, it's, it's the chills they give you, you know. When you're instilled in the music, whatever the crowd gives you, you're able to multiply that and give it back, you know. So think about it this way. You get on stage, you see 20,000 people. They throw energy back at you. You must literally take in all the energies that people throw at you and try and, and be creative. It's, sometimes it's, it's confusing and it's... It's, it's very confrontational because people are here and you must act now. You know, you must come up with new things because I know my fans, they follow me. They're like, okay, you can't play that last set. We want something new, you know. So I, I try very hard when I get the energy that I get from the crowd to come up with some new tricks on the spot. But that is very easy for me because I'm working in my element. You know, I'm always instilled within the music. I'm not like, I'm not, you don't, you're not taking me from from something that I'm not supposed to do and be like, KB, you have a set tomorrow. When you say, KB, you have a set tomorrow, you're literally taking me from the music to the music. You know, so I'm literally living within the music. So I think building a brand also needs that. You need to be that's in the center of this one thing that you love. I hope I'm making sense. Okay, next is future planning. Um, I'm very bad. I'm very, I don't want to lie. I'm not going to come here and 
and you know be a very good planner uh i can't plan i can't do anything like when it comes to planning i literally have to always i remember with my booking agent if i've got a show tomorrow at seven i want to ask her four times what time is the show what time is the show that's how bad i am so so you need a team that believes if you are bad like me you need a team that believes in your ideas your your vibe you need you know you need someone that un understands you so take project hope for instance uh, i started project hope on twitter i posted a beat and i was like hey i i want someone that is new that is fresh to jump on this thing and kill it i was looking for only one person and then there was an overwhelming um, amount of talent everyone jumped on that beat and i couldn't decide i was like there's too many of you so i'm like okay it's very unfair to take one person let me rather take 10 you know to to make it a bit fair so i took 10 people but what does that do to your team when you when you decide on 10 people it means more work for your team and no one that 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 is around me that is in my team was like ah kb 10 is too many people it's too much money i don't see us achieving this dream Everyone was like, yes, we are hyped up. Let's do it, you know. Let's book studios. Let's get accommodation. Let's get sponsors. We don't know how we're going to do this financially, but we are going to achieve it. That's, you need those kind of people in your life. The people that are going to believe in your dreams and your ideas. You know, I don't think, take Caspar Vest for instance. I do not think when he thought of filling up the dome, he was like, ah, easy, easy, easy. And he was chilling, no ways. It, it scared him. You know, it, 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 it was big, you know, and he couldn't do it alone. There's a team behind him to execute. And it takes a lot of planning. It takes a lot of planning to execute a big idea. So I'm bad with the planning. If you are bad with the planning, just like me, appoint people around you that you can afford. Also people that are willing to work for free for some time. Because I remember Project Hope when I started it. I was like, I don't have money. I don't have money for you guys. But can we start this thing? As soon as we get a sponsor, I will be able to give you something. They were like, no, it's fine. Especially Msaki, for instance. Msaki is a lady I featured on Fetch Your Life. First day when we started Project Your Life, I mean Project Hope, she was there from the first day up until the end. Writing songs for these kids. Voice training for these kids. At the time, Psyche was, was taking these kids home with their own money, Ubering them to the hotels that we booked. You know, so, so she didn't ask me anything. The album is out. She hasn't asked Kabelo, so where's my money, whatever. I'm not saying don't ask for money. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you need people that are willing to wait for greener pastures. When we start, things are not really that great. But when, when an idea starts being big and whatever, income starts coming in, and you must not forget the people that that have helped you. So if, if, you want to, if you want to do proper future planning, get a few people around you. Even my girlfriend, like, um, she reminds me about a lot of things that I need to do in my life. Even this morning when I came here, she called me, are you up? What's going on? You know? So you need people that actually believe in your dreams. Next up, why is it important to be financially independent? Financial independence is, for me, because I love money, <laughs> Financial independence for me is, is, is be, being able to move around smoothly, you know, being able to do things that you want smoothly. I'm, 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 big, on, I'm big on investments, like I say, but I'm big on investments that want, that's going to give me money now. You know, I'm not going to wait for, for something that's going to give me money after 15, 20 years. I won't be around that time. So, so uh, I, I believe... I believe in, 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 in tangible income right now. So, so for me, it's very important to be financially independent because also you can make decisions for yourself. Um, you can decide tomorrow that you want to, I don't know, invest in masks. Um, you can decide tomorrow that you want to invest in selling T-shirts. You can decide tomorrow that you want to invest in whatever that you want to invest in. This ch these choices are more easier when you're financially independent, you know. So you need to be independent financially. But how do you achieve financial independence? You work hard. Um, you save a lot of money. Um, haphazard costs and spending is not the way. Clothes are nice. 
You can do the diamond walk there by sending and whatever the case. Those are nice. But um, spending money haphazardly like that, for me, is not the way to go. And also what, what deters us or maybe what confuses us from uh, financial independence is the peer pressure. I saw my, my friend buy a Mercedes-Benz GTS or a certain artist. I know Master KG got a Ferrari not so long ago. Now I want to buy a Ferrari. Uh, I need to look at my pocket. I need to understand where I am as a, as a brand, as a person, as an individual, as, as, as a breadwinner. It's also, also, it's very, very important when you're a breadwinner to think for those that are coming after you. You know, um, I, I don't believe if you're going to spend um, over your, your limit, whoever you're taking care of is also going to suffer. You know, so I don't believe in, in doing all those kind of things, especially when it comes to money. Money is, is nice to have, but it's, 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 it's not nice when you don't have it. You know, we all start where we don't have money and we don't want to go back there. So for you to be financially independent, you need to sustain you need, to, you need to keep going in, in your hustle so that you can save more and more and more money so that you can spend money. But spending money, you spend on investments, mostly more than liabilities, more than depreci depreciating assets like cars and, and, and other things that are not going to make income for you in the future. Marketing the right way. So because I'm, I'm very, very controversial, I don't believe there is... As long as, guys, as long as you are, you are saying something that you believe in, that you believe in, and you, you know this thing somewhere, people that like it are going to learn and build from it. As long as that's the case, say what you have to say, you know? So a lot of people are like, I, marketing purposes, KBA, you are too much. Turn it down, you know? <laughs> I've had a lot of these meetings with, with my people. I'm like, but guys, there's people that want to hear these things, you know. There's people that, that really want to hear what I have to say about a few things, you know, um, that affect the economy, things that affect teenage life, things that affect um, financial independence, things that affect your future or whatever the case. I need to say something. A few people might not like it, but a few people are benefiting from it. So they're like, that's poor marketing. I'm like, no, that's not poor marketing. You just need to, like set the tone, like, say it at the right time, you know, and um, like I said, not everyone is going to like what you have to say. Not everyone is going to like what you have to say, but you cannot now walk on eggs, and like, I'm, I'm scared to say this, it might offend this one, you know, it's, it's, it's for me, that's not, that's not how you, you, you are going to achieve, you know, trying to get a point across. So another thing with, with, with marketing is that people... Okay, let me put it this way. The chances of you stumbling upon success are zero to none. For you to wake up and be in a pool of success without doing anything, 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 it's impossible. It's impossible. So for you to, to market yourself out to people, radio, uh, uh, TV platforms, uh, YouTube, iTunes, whatever platform that, that is able to take your career further, you need to do the work. You know, you need, to, you need to prepare, plan with your team. Where are we going? What kind of music am I making? Am I making music for white people, black people, everyone, Kosas, Zulus, whatever. You need to find your plan and execute it. So you wake up in the morning, you do radio interviews. You wake up in the morning, you do TV interviews. You go on a tour, you know, you push your brand. You, you make sure that you, everyone knows you. So you cannot achieve that by just sitting at your house and having things on, on your desktop, like hits. Everyone thinks they have a hit until it's out. <laughs> so, so you have a hit on your, on your desktop and you think it will now fly to, to people. You know, that's, that's, that's my thing. So um, for you to, to market yourself properly, whatever you have, whatever resources you have, whatever little money you have, use it wisely. Market yourself, push your brand, say all that you need to say, whether it's on Twitter or wherever, as long as it's not harming anyone, as long as you're trying to put a point across that is very, very sustainable, something that, that people can understand, something that people can take from, 
something that people can actually take and go recite to someone else to help someone else to help the next person you know so we need that kind of we need uh, knowledge that's going to grow on people so that they can also customize it because there's a lot of people that i i listen to a lot of motivational speakers a lot of a lot of people that have a lot of things to say about everything but i take those things and i customize them according to how my life is set up and then i i just push forward lastly managing approaching wills and your legacy when it comes to having a will one thing that is very important is setting up something that is going to benefit people that you leave behind so that's a will so there's two wills there's a living will and then there's a last will so a living will in south africa the statutory law in south africa doesn't recognize a living will but it's very important to have one why because i can be i can be disabled like all my hands won't work and i can't speak and now i want to distribute things you know and and around and 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 say this belongs to my wife this belongs to my my daughter this but i can't do that so a living will comes into play there where now you set up something and the will is in effect while you are still alive but you're still alive but you can't you know you can't say anything like you can't say okay this this belongs to who this belongs to that but the last will is the one that you all know you die then people come at a family gathering and like hey these are my shoes that one is like hey that's my what to art and then the lawyer comes like whoa, 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 whoa. here's something that is going to be very very easy for everyone this is what kabelo said and this is what will fly right now in this meeting also you are avoiding that uh, you are avoiding a lot of controversies i know my dad my dad has got like 35 kids i'm the last one trust me it's crazy so when my dad when my dad passed on i remember he had like a van a baki a toyota baki he had a house or what else he had some money saved up some investments but my dad didn't have a will like i'm like emona olo botlhaleso like but i couldn't speak to him he's gone like i'm like this guy is this guy is so clever but he doesn't have a will in place now this is going to be okay sure came the day of the of the funeral it was nice you, we were trying to respect the people around you know there's other people around it's a funeral did that everyone slept zasha in the morning so my older sister her name is anna she came down to the house i was staying with my dad and mother at the time she came down to the house and like we need to have a meeting i'm like here we go and then when she came down to the house need to have a meeting set up the meeting called everyone everyone came in i've got a brother uh but not all 35 of us were there <laughs> i think i think there was like 15 of us others were hung over from last night whatever and then there was like 15 of us and then the conversation started started very nice okay um since uh, my my dad's name is tebo since the was passed on um we would like to distribute the wealth that time the wealth is a car and, and a house imagine <laughs> we like to distribute the wealth and we feel it's best if the oldest gets my mother was like <laughs> okay you guys have decided because they have decided on the way there so anna gets everything kb gets nothing the 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 mother gets nothing this is this is my mother this is this is this is someone that my dad left this is someone that because my dad was very sick you know this is someone that took care of my dad for six years of his life when he was sick like none of the annas were there none of the whoever's were there she was there each and every step. there was a time my dad i remember um it was the bathroom it's my room and it's their room so for them to get to the bathroom of course they have to pass my room there was a time my dad went to the bathroom as, as as he got to my to my room he he collapsed like i f- he was a very big man like i felt poof, you know and my my the, before i could react before i could even go outside and check on him my mom was already there she was she was a soldier like she she was incredible she was amazing it's amazing what 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 a woman can do with the little that she has cuz both of them were not working you know but she was always there for my dad so now we're having this conversation and i'm thinking in my head how about it no one was here when 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 these things were happening you know so i i i feel like why 
why do people why are people so entitled to to having all these things but that didn't matter because there's nothing in writing there's literally nothing we don't know what's going on if if anna is the strongest in the room she's living with those things she's she's going to hit everyone and then take those things if i'm the strongest in the room i'm going to hit everyone so it's chaos so a will is very important in that case but to cut the long story short while we were having that that conversation within the within the family my aunt called and uh was like guys we need to have a meeting with the elders so that there, there's elders and stuff and fortunately the annas and the other kids were were very they did respect the elders and they saw things as i thought over to my mom can't take care of this person for so long and then you guys are taking everything so they came into the picture they said everything and then it was said and then fortunately for for my mother she was able to keep the house imagine my mother being kicked off just because someone didn't think of a will you know what i'm saying so these these things are very very important we need to set up a will we need to make sure as we accumulate wealth also you must visit your will yearly every year i might be in love with you and then next year i'm not in love with you anymore i go to my will i'm like yeah no 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 you know so so you must visit the will each and every year guys please if you have a will and you start accumulating wealth visit the will every year check up on it with your accountant with your lawyer or whoever is giving you advice based on these things uh, with the financial financial strength as well as you as you have a will with the best lawyers or whatever they tend to make it very very easy for you to to operate a will you know you can literally operate a will in the comfort of your own home you know they just send you a few things that you need to change you just change them they put it in the will you sign it off you close it Thank you so much guys for <laughs> for having me I really really appreciate it That was part 1 of this Amp Studios masterclass tune in next week to hear part 2 on the Amp Studios music industry podcast brought to you by Old Mutual hope you're learning a lot and loving the series please subscribe right now to make sure you don't miss out on more and if you'd like to see videos or access more content or even use the Amp Studios facilities or maybe you just want to be part of our Amp Studios journey go to our website that's ampstudios.co.za ampdstudios.co.za and sign up there You can also sign up by sending your name to our WhatsApp line on 081-707-6636. That's 081-707-6636. Music has changed. How it makes us feel never will. The time is now to visit mstudios.co.za. Brought to you by Old Mutual.